1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge night of Champions League action. Lazio are in town as Celtic look for a first home group stage win in a decade. Rangers are in Cyprus for tomorrow's Europa League clash and the search for a new manager is on. And the latest Scotland squad is out with no place for the injured Kieran Tierney or, more interestingly, Elliot Anderson. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Simon Donnelly and Andy Halliday. Andy, as if these European midweeks aren't busy enough... We've got a certain managerial search underway as well. Yeah, but a crazy week in Scottish football. It didn't too, take too long. We're only in game week eight, I think it is, in the Scottish uh, calendar. But Champions League football to look forward to this week. Can Celtic win their first Champions League game in over a decade, incredibly enough? And I think, for me, it's a must-win game if they want to get out of the group. Yeah, I agree with Andy. Uh, big night for Celtic. Uh, you know, they have to turn this, this form in the Champions League around. Ten years, it's been far too long without a win. The other games uh, on at the moment, I believe, but yeah, to, to get anything or to get any success in this group, they have to take points, particularly at home. 01419511025, that is the number you need, so give us a call, get your thoughts over so much going on tonight. Celtic fans, you've had to take a bit of a back seat. I'm not daft enough to think that maybe you didn't mind though in the last couple of nights on the, the aftermath of that Aberdeen result at Ibrox and everything that's happened since. Uh, but maybe take centre stage at the beginning of tonight's show. Are you on your way to the game? I'm very predictable. I'm very repetitive. You know, I love to hear from people on their way to these big games. So pick up the phone. Let us share that journey with you. What are you thinking, Celtic fans? Are you confident? Do you fear the worst? What is going to be key tonight? Who would you pick? I think maybe most of that team does pick itself. Is there a place on the wing up for grabs? And if so... Who would you have fill it? So all your pre-match thoughts, Celtic fans, get them in right now, please, on 01419511025. Uh, and Rangers fans, you know the drill. From now until such times as a manager is appointed, you really are going to have to be calling in and giving us your suggestions and telling us what you like and don't like about some of the names uh, that you're hearing. Perhaps with the added twist, though, of a bit of focus on the game tomorrow, because there is a job to be done for Stephen Davis, Alex Ray and co. So you can get your thoughts in specifically uh, on that. But it has been it has been quite the week on that front. So 01419511025. Uh, we will go to Celtic Park very soon. Just while we've got you here though, Andy. Michael Beale was a man you knew well. Uh, you worked under him in a slightly different role previously. How do you look back on everything that's happened at the weekend? Inevitable or...? I had a sense of that. I think after the the week of the PSV and the the old firm game, you know what it, what it then led to. You know, three wins, three clean sheets, but the the doubters and the critics never really were were silenced, and you almost felt that Rangers had to go on a winning run from now up to the culmination of the League Cup, whether that be a a league winning run and then and then going to try and win the first bit of silverware of the season. Then it led to obviously a really poor result and a, a poor performance against Aberdeen. And you know, I say it all the time: you should never take any sort of joy and, and managers losing their job um, but listen I've, I've spoken about it before Michael Wheel's a fantastic coach uh, obviously still really inexperienced as a manager I'm sure he'll reflect on the on his time as a whole and learn from it but you know Rangers are now looking for their third manager in under a year and they've got a uh, they've got a big task at hands and it's been the right appointment yeah, It's always a big deal when one of these two do anything Simon Donnelly never yeah. mind lose a manager so early on in the season 
Yeah, absolutely. And as, as Andy says there, it's their second manager in ten or eleven months. It's something that has to change for, for Rangers, but they have to they have to get closer to this Celtic team who I think have started the season okay. I think they'll get stronger. Uh they, they, they bounced back against Murrow really well. You know, your team, 95th minute, they showed a little bit of something, you know, character there that, that they've shown in, in recent times, getting late goals, getting important goals. But I spoke in the show last week, Gordon, it was only a matter of time. It was one bad result away from, but I think we speculated it was, was at Livingston in the Cup last week when I was on the show. One bad result, and I think he was away. Uh, and that proved the case at the weekend. As I say, we don't like to see people getting losing their jobs, but it's, it's the, the volatility of... Professional football Yes plenty more to come on that front So Rangers fans Get your thoughts over to us On the usual number But first Champions League football Is back in Glasgow Let's go to Celtic Park And get a scene setter With Gabriel Thanks Gordon Yes we are here On the eve of the competition Brendan Rodgers told us That playing European football After Christmas Was the aim And after that opening day 2-0 defeat to Feyenoord Celtic sit bottom of Group E and if they realistically want to progress as the pundits have said they must win here this evening against Lazio and they'll be keeping a keen eye on events in Madrid hoping that Atletico Madrid take all points against Feyenoord and that gives Celtic the best chance of progressing be that in the Champions League or the Europa League. It's already 1-1 over there after just 20 minutes as well. But as you said earlier, Gordon, much of that pre-match discussion has been around the 10-year anniversary of Celtic's last home victory in this competition, a 2-1 success against Ajax in October 2013. That was three years before Brendan Rodgers' first spell here. I spoke to the manager yesterday. He said it's time to end that run. And upon his European return to Parkhead, he knows that the atmosphere will be key as he asked his side to play with no fear and attack from the off. Play on the front foot. Uh, in terms of team news, as you said, that place on the left wing is up for grabs. Who will partner? Dyson Maida and Kyogo up top. Could it be Lewis Palmer? He was underwhelming on his full debut over in the Netherlands two weeks ago. But he looked impressive coming off the bench at Motherwell at the weekend. And the only other thing is that Cameron Carter-Vickers, there's rumours he could be back in early. Uh, Brendan Rodgers said they'll assess it this morning. If it's not him, Nat Phillips is fit to partner Liam Scales at the heart of defence. He's been the best defender over the past month. I'll bring you that team news when it does come before 7 o'clock. And I'll bring you Lazio's team news as well. They are in poor form, Gordon. Picked up just seven points from their opening seven league matches. 16th in Serie A and only won two games all season. However, they are guided by Maurizio Sarri, who's faced Brendan Rodgers several occasions when he was at Chelsea and he led Lazio to their best league finish since their Scudetto in 2000 uh, they finished second in Serie A to Napoli they opened their Group E campaign with a home draw against Atletico Madrid and required that wonderful last minute equalising header from their goalkeeper they'll be hoping Ivan Provedel's heroics are only required at the opposite end tonight now the Hoops famously did that double over the Italians back in 2019 before topping their Europa League group. They were 2-1 victors on both occasions with late winners in both games. What these fans here would give for a repeat this evening. It's been lashing down with rain in the city all day but it's holding off at the moment and it's all building up to an epic night here in the Champions League. Note to self, don't go for pre-match build-up when the 
artist is sound checking in the background. Oh, lovely voice. Uh, I mean, I know you're into your music. I thought that was Mark Wilson's voice. That was. I wondered where he was. He was actually asking me if he could go along tonight, so maybe it was. Uh, but anyway, thanks very much to Gabriel. He will bring his team news, and until then, this is a bit of love. You can all speculate about who should play and who shouldn't play. I'll tell you what, if Cameron Carter-Vickers does appear, if he appears on that yeah. team sheet, that'll be celebrated like a goal before the game started, Simon. I've got a sneaky wee feeling you might. Wow. You might. Andy? Because obviously Lager Belk is out. It, it, we all, it leans towards Phillips, but I would not be surprised if Carter-Vickers starts. Quite something, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Listen, I think he's arguably Celtic's most important player, maybe behind Callum McGregor. And I think if anyone's going to come in after a two-month layoff straight out the bat, it's going to be Cameron Carter-Vickers. But... Uh, I'd be surprised. Uh, I think Liam Scales is nailed on, like like, uh, like we spoke mm. about. I think he's been Celtic's arguably their best defender over the last three, four games. Uh, and, you know, Nat Phillips has had his own injury issues, but yeah, I fully expect him uh, to be that one. I think ten are nailed in the starting eleven. I really do. Just that I do think it's that position. that wide position that's right. up for grabs. Well, we can debate that for sure. Let's bring in John and Blantyre. Are you going to the game tonight, John? Yes, God, I'm on my way in uh, at the moment. What are you thinking? Are you confident? Do these? I mean, because look, everyone's keep talking about it. it's a decade since a home Champions League group stage win. Do you still manage to go full of confidence? I think every game that you go to the Champions League, Celtic Park at home, you're always kind of confident, even if you don't admit it. You'd be stupid not to be. Um, but I would, I would like to see, especially with the two results we had against Lazio before. I know it's a different team we've got, and there's different players they've got, but. Any game at home in the Champions League with Celtic Park, you know, you want the stadium to just erupt and just push your team, so hopefully that can happen. What do you think about, the, in terms of the players, the guys were just debating there, any thoughts on who might or might not play? I know everybody's talking about Carter Vickers, and I think if he is fit enough to start, then obviously I think he does, because he's been there, done it, and we've seen how good he is. However, I do think it'll be a bit of a blow for Liam Scales if he's left out, because the boy's been absolutely terrific since he's come in. <laughs> Well, might it not be him and Cameron Carter-Vickers? Well, it could, I know, but I think Nat Phillips is obviously, I think, with his experience, I think, my personal opinion, I think Rodgers would probably go with Carter-Vickers and Phillips, and I think it would be a bit unfair if Scales was left out, because, as everybody said, he's been one of our better players this season, especially when that position's been riddled with injury. This is good. We're now getting ahead of ourselves. We're, we're picking Cameron Carter Vickers' defensive partner. <laughs> we've, we've got not only have we got him back in the squad, back in he's in the team, and we're picking who's alongside Listen, him. John's, John's made a fair point there, which I don't think I, I really considered there because I just I thought the, the form that Skills has shown, I thought it would be him plus another. But you know he makes a point there. Phillips has been brought in a little bit of experience there with the defensive injuries it'll be interesting to see I just I don't know I just get a sneaky feeling you know Carter Vickers as Andy said probably one of if not the most important player in Celtic's team uh, in that back line and it's a it's a big night you know Brendan will be wanting to go and try and get off to a winning start at home I just have a sneaky that he might they might start with him uh, Andy the defence has been a great source of focus this season for a number of reasons um Lager Bielka suspended, of course. So assess that picture overall for us in there. Uh, I think it would be very, very harsh to not see Liam Scales in the starting 11, but almost put him in that sort of Stephen Welsh mould a two year ago where 
know, Stephen Welsh came in, had a, a run of games where he'd done really, really well, never really deserved to get dropped out of the team, found his way out of the team and then found it very, very difficult to get back. So I think someone in Liam Scales position as well, you've got the jersey, you need to do everything you can to keep hold of it. And I think he's done that over the last few weeks. So I think Brendan Rodgers has showed a lot of trust in him over the last few games. Uh, I think that will continue tonight. I think it's going to be another, be another massive test for him because um, you know, Lazio aren't in their, in their best moment, but I think anyone would be silly to... To, to underestimate the size of the opponents that Celtic have got tonight uh, and next to him listen if it is Cameron Carter Vickers I think is a huge bonus to Celtic because obviously you know, the medical staff and Brendan Rodgers have, have deemed them fit enough to start the game um, but I, I do think it'll be Nat Phillips mm, I mean John uh, how do you assess the size of this challenge we speak about the decade and since then like Man City Barcelona Bayern Munich, PSG, Real Madrid, they're some of the teams that have come, so perhaps understandable that no home win has come against them, but the others would be Shakhtar Donetsk, RB Leipzig, Anderlecht, Borussia Mönchengladbach. What's it going to take to get that, that monkey off the back and get the home win? I think it shows you that I don't think any game in, in the Champions League is going to be an easy game. Uh, I, don't, I don't care whether it's Mönchengladbach, Leipzig, Shakhtar, I, don't, I mean the game... Last year against Shakhtar Donetsk, we should have beat them home and away. I absolutely believe that. The chances we had that night was unbelievable. However, we never took them. So I knew that we need to take our chances. And that's another point, actually. I think that I don't think I don't think he will do it. But I think Maeda and Kyogo through the middle themselves, I think, would, would really cause lots of problems with it too. We've seen Maeda through the middle towards the end of the game the other week. And he was terrific. And I really think that he's a better striker than what he is a winger. I think he get more out of him. Uh, as a striker than what you do a winger as well I think he proved that that game and you've seen him and I think I'm sure when Ange got him um, that was when he was playing his previous team uh, he was playing through the mm -hmm. middle so I would like to see it and I think obviously it would create more chances you might get an opportunity to finish more chances but I don't see him firing on that obviously in a Champions League game I could be hopeful yeah. That, that's the thing about that stat, Simon you, could, you can definitely look at it two ways I don't think you can sugarcoat it 10 years without a home group stage win it's just not where Celtic want to be. It's just it's, it's not good enough in that regard. However, it does when you actually count how many home games against what you would consider winnable opponents have been. What did you count? Them? Not that, that many. Well, really, it's only. By the way, we do need to get to a stage where our clubs can try and give the big teams yeah. a bloody nose at home. But I suppose there's no shame in Madrid, Bayern, PSG, Man City, Barcelona. But mention Gladbach, Anderlecht, Shakhtar, Leipzig. So there's probably been four, definitely. Yeah. Well, I, I covered those games I covered the Shakhtar game last year and, and they are the games that the likes of Celtic particularly at home in, in the Champions League have to look to go and try and take the maximum points you can remember I remember the Man City game three each but again in Real Madrid last year they, they did well for an hour mm. it was ultimately wasn't good enough uh, for Celtic to go and progress and get out this group they simply mm. have to win I would say two of their home games at least even finishing third you're going to need to win yeah. a game like this at home Andy aren't you yeah yeah for sure and, you, know, uh, you know Brendan Rodgers talked about that early attacking intent and you know I think Celtic have showed that in the Champions League over the last couple yeah. of years and I don't think listen we're talking about the, you know, the results at the end of the day but I don't think the performances have been a million miles away yeah. so I think if they take the performances into the game tonight I think they have to be ruthless in both boxes I think going forward because I still think they had chances against Feyenoord whether it be Decision making or that final bit of quality just let them down on the night. But tonight, I don't think you can afford that because when you play at this level, you know, any mistakes get punished. And you know, Lazio, like we said, they're not in their best place at the moment, but they've got some key key players. Luis Alberto's obviously a, uh, 
probably their main man at the moment, you know, Felipe Anderson, who we know uh, when he played in the Premier League at West Ham, uh, Zach Ignini and the other wing, who was linked with a, a, a number of clubs in the summer. So they've got quality as well, but I do think Celtic have to, you know, they have to use the crowd to their advantage and start fast. Thank you very much to John. What about Mark on the line, Mark? What are you thinking about tonight? I'm excited. Uh, the last couple of shows have been brilliant, by the way. Um, it's really good uh, hearing the Rangers fans greeting for two hours. Yeah, um, enjoyed really it, have excited. you? Really excited. Uh, if Liam Scales starts uh, with Cameron Carter-Vickers at the back, look, if Scales is a bad game, one bad game, everybody's caught him, but he shouldn't have been nowhere near the Celtic team. It was never good enough. What were we thinking? But if it, if it was like a Carter Vickers who was like fully fit and played, had a few games before this, if he's a bad game, it'd be like, oh, it's Carter Vickers, it's all right. So I'm just putting the point to the panel. Do you think that like, Liam Scales is like, the most pressured player on the Celtic 11 to perform? Is there still pressure on him then, given that I'm just kind of put the way he's come into the team? So I, know where, I know where Mark's coming from with it. You know, I went through it myself. Younger players or homegrown players always sometimes feel you do have to really be at the top of your game and, and maybe other players get a wee bit more time. I think skills, as Andy said, Stephen Mills found himself in this situation a few years back. Even even the strikers, Jackie Marcus at Celtic, has found himself in this position where the guy in front of him, you know, Kyogo's got the jersey, it's hard to shift. What I would say is skills has come in He's went to Ibrox, he's went to places, even the European game last uh, two weeks ago, albeit went down to nine men. I thought he performed well. Uh, and I think he's did well to deserve his place in the team. But I do lean to what... You look at the defenders that they brought in. If they're fit, I think they play before skills. So it's one of those ones where I would say he's a squad player, but at the moment he's doing really well to keep that position in the team. But it's, it's a constant fight. Constant fight. Yeah, the one tonight is... The comparison we're making, if it's you know Nat Phillips, Andy, there is a had, had anyone known that Liam Scales would come in and, and do what he's done, and also known that Nat Phillips would have missed a bit through injury, mm-hmm. Celtic possibly didn't need to sign Nat Phillips, but at the time everybody really yeah. thought they needed to sign him. Especially you know if Carter Vickers is coming back, well, a, ca- a caller made the point we might not really see aye. much of Nat Phillips but now. Look at Ralston a couple of seasons ago yeah. took his took his chance when he came in. Probably wasn't regarded, Juranovic uh, was probably regarded as the, the number one right back at the time. He ended up playing so many times that he got called up to the mm-hmm. international team. So you just have to take your chance. It's difficult, you know, a big squad like that and people are breathing down your neck all the time. And I don't think, you know, Matt, Matt talked about being under pressure. I don't think he's under any more pressure tonight than he was going into the Old Firm game yeah. and the way he performed in that game. And then going into the final game, his first European game, uh, his first Champions League game for Celtic. And I actually thought on the night he was Celtic's best performer. So he's bought himself the trust from the manager and I think he should have bought himself uh, the trust for the fans as well. Of course, he's going to be under pressure just like the 10 other guys that are potentially going to be starting alongside him because we're talking about a a must-win fixture. So I think Celtic, uh, as a group, I don't think they'll be looking at it as a must-win fixture, but they'll know it's a massive night to go and get three points. Um, Confidence-wise, Mark, you said you're excited. How confident are you of a result? I think we'll win. I think we'll win. I think we'll go above Lazio in the group tonight. Uh, I think we'll win. I could be two, uh, two 0 and I think Lewis Palmer will score. So is he going to play then? You think he'll play from the start? Palmer's got to play. He's got to play. Yang, Yang, Yang was terrible against Motherwell. Gave the ball away. Couldn't beat a man. Palmer came on and changed the whole. It was him that led the jump at the end. Usually it's Joe mm. doing the jump for the Celtic fans, but it's Palmer. McGregor pushed him forward to go ahead and. So I, I know I like Palmer. He's one of my favourites. 
Well, listen, Lazio or no Motherwell, maybe that could be the, the difference. Um, who, 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 is, it, is it a toss of the coin between those two? Or is it a three-sided coin and James, James Forrest comes in? James who Forrest, would you pick? Who would I pick? Because uh, are the other... Well, hold on. Before we... Let's I forget don't think there's an this. obvious one. Is the other ten nailed on if Carter Vickers is not yes, fit? Yes, for me, yeah. I think so, yeah. Fullbacks right, go on then. Who's the biggest threat out wide at the moment? I actually think Yang will play. Yeah. I just think he's extra pace. I think in these type of games where, you know, it's not like domestic football, you're going to have more uh, chances on the counter attack and then transitions. And I think for that reason, you might see the uh, the first 60, 65 minutes in the game. I think Palmer, you know, he obviously came on at the weekend and made a big impact. He started the game against Feyenoord and listen, it's harsh because it was his first game, but didn't quite show the, uh, the impact that was needed. And then uh, well, there's a goal flash that I think Celtic fans will be oh, quite wow. interested about. Yeah, Atletico Madrid won Feyenoord 2. After only 34 minutes, I should say. What a game that it, is. It's interesting as well, Gordon, because I think any club that's involved in the Champions League, you always focus on your own fixture, but you've always got one eye on the other game. And to, I think yeah. any Celtic fan out there would be wanting to see Atletico win all their games because yeah. clearly they should be the, mo- uh, the strongest, strongest team in that group. And you don't want to see... Know the other teams round about mm. that you're supposed to be fighting for picking up points. Good time to call 0141 951 1025. We'll get you on next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Busy, busy midweek this in Scottish football, Champions League football, Europa League football and one of our two big clubs looking for a new manager. Oh, and the Scotland squad was announced today as well. So get all your thoughts in on the usual number or on Twitter or X or whatever you prefer to call it. Let's hear from Brendan Rodgers. The Celtic boss says he can't wait to see the Champions League crowd at Celtic Park this evening. It's such a special feeling. And like we say, it was a... A part of coming back, you know, I see a, a mental strength in this team that's grown all the time, and with new players coming in, starting to understand that to come here and, and is always special, and getting that emotion from the support that rolls down off the, the stands onto the pitch, and, and that's what we have to um, we, we have to use. So, so for us, really, from from the first whistle, we go straight into fifth gear. You have to be brave. You have to have that courage and that conviction to to play how you want to play. And I always say these are big belief games. You believe in your qualities. These players, I have no doubt, from the first whistle, will be ready to to give everything to the game. It was a big part of him coming back. Andy mentioned that you know, and he's experienced this before. Um, it was. Well, it was the only thing really he, he, could, he, he could have improved on from, from the first time. I was about to say, won everything else. And this is the thing that, you know, it won't be the making of him this time round, but it's the thing that's probably grating away at him, that he wants to do better. Uh, although you mentioned a couple of the teams he was up against before, Paris and, and Bayern, I think it was at both of those games. Really difficult to, to compete against those te- uh, teams at the time. But it'll probably be something that will be grating away at Brendan, that he wants to do better. He's seen that little bit of his team have a little bit of improvement. But, you know, as, as Andy touched on earlier on, the final game last week, it's been a wee bit more ruthless. 11 v 11, they had a couple of opportunities there. I think Hatati, the big one, he opted to t- take the shot on rather than stick in Kyogo, whether he was on the blind side. But you just have to have that wee bit more conviction. Ruthless in front of goal. You know, they were guilty of missing a few chances in last year's campaign. You can't afford to do it in the Champions League. The impression I get from the Celtic fans that phone in, and they can correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, is that in the league, 
it, you know, it, it's clearly going fine, top, and then Celtic are doing their business. Rangers certainly aren't doing theirs. That that's all looking comfortable. Um, so they're happy with that, but maybe not. Maybe not feel like they're quite in a place to to really take the Champions League by storm, like they hoped they would this season. Is that why tonight is really big? This is this is, you know, fine. Go away to Feyenoord. You go down to nine men. If, if there's going to be anything in the Champions League this season, this is this is the night for it, isn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. Listen, if you if you get the chance to play 16th in the Serie A to break a, a, a decade worth of uh, winless runs, then I'm sure Celtic will fancy their chances. And you know we've, we've spoke so much about their record over the last ten, ten years, but you know ten years prior to that, you know, my early memories of Celtic teams in the Champions League were you know Man U beating Man U at home, beating Juventus at home, Ajax at home. They've had these big Champions League nights, so they'll obviously want to kickstart that again. And I think going into this game tonight. I think Lazio are, are going to have a game plan to come and try and frustrate Celtic. You know, Maurizio Sarri, we've seen him in the Premier League, you know, he's a possession-based style. And, you know, the more that Lazio can keep possession off of Celtic, I think the more it might frustrate Celtic, uh, the team and the support. But Brendan Rodgers, you know, he spoke about it. He's clearly got a game plan to start fast and, and try and sort of stifle them and rail them as well. And, you know, uh, Simon just spoke about it as well. Ruthless is the key. You know, the opportunities that Celtic get, it's not going to be domestic football. You're not getting eight, nine, ten key chances a game. You know, they might only get two or three opportunities tonight and they must take them. John is a Celtic fan. What do you think about tonight, John? Hi, guys. Uh, I'm <clears throat> thinking that um, the, the opportunities here, obviously, as Simon just said, to play against a team that aren't firing all cylinders, to get uh, a win at home in 10 years. Now, that stretches back, as Simon said. Uh, we've not played in that every year. But we have beat big teams, and it is time to start again. And that comes from scoring goals. Hopefully the guys up front can score goals, but we need to stay strong at the back. Now, Liam Scales, in my opinion, has been absolutely fantastic since he came in. Rangers game... The game against Feyenoord, he, he, he never let us down. And I hope to see him doing exactly the same thing today, whether it's with Carter Vickers or whoever. Marshal that back line, get yourself heard and make sure that we don't concede because the other side of the town, Glasgow, Rangers have got a great uh, reputation in Europe recently, as, as Hugh Keevans keeps saying they're, they're, they're they're quite good and Celtic don't we need to get back to that and it starts today you're just looking for I mean I, the thing about tonight's opponent Simon is you've got to feel like you belong in that company so I don't even know if a Celtic win tonight would that even go down as a shock but park that for one minute when when can we start expecting our teams in the Champions <laughs> League to go and cause even just a little bit we accept that Teams have got more money and whatever, but you're not dealing with an absolute superpower. We're not talking the elite here. No. Um, and you just look around the Champions League last night. You yeah. get, you get, you know, why can't Celtic do what? Do a Lens or a Galatasaray. Exactly. Or, yeah. Listen, there's absolutely no reason. F but f for that, for them to go and achieve the victory tonight, you, you need everybody at it. You know, John's alluded to in front of goal there. He's mentioned the defence. They both need to do their jobs to the best of their abilities tonight. You know, it's Lazio in the Champions League at home. Nothing but your best performance, you know, if you're wanting the three points. The middle of the part for me, McGregor, I really started the season in great form, scored a lot of goals. Hitati's getting fitter, you would like to think, you know, after injury. McGregor, you get, you know, a top performance out of most, more often than not anyway. It's a strong midfield. It's a good enough midfield, I think, to go and compete against a Lazio at home. 
But you have to take your chances when they come and keep it tight at the back. It's, it's simple, but the, the, you probably need every person to perform tonight to get the three points. They, they, they showed a little bit against Feyenoord last week. You get down to nine men, the game's gone. But, you know, I think there is something there for mm-hmm. Celtic to be... Without them really hitting the heights this season, this could be the one that triggers it for them if they get a win. Yeah, Andy, I wonder, that because there's so much focus on the defence, because it's a, that's personnel-driven, but as has been brought up, you know, that, that kind of chance-taking, that, you know, if it is just one, if it is just one guilt-edge chance that comes along to sort of make sure you take it, I don't know how you do that, because I'm pretty sure no one's missing, you know, deliberately. Yeah. Well, listen, we've, we spoke about it before, the, the performances have been there, you, you look back at that uh, that game against Real Madrid at home uh, last season, the chances they had in the first half, you know, Callum McGregor strikes the post, Rio, Rio Hattati has a massive chance at 0-0, you don't take the opportunities in the Champions League, you see what happens in the second half, you No, know, the, the game starts to open up, but, uh, obviously the opposition have got a lot of quality in them and the chances, their chances come, they take them, uh, Shakhtar was the exact same, uh, and even to an extent Feyenoord last week, because I don't think Feyenoord in the first half, I, I thought Celtic were well in the game when it was 11 v 11, I don't think there was much in it, uh, but obviously, you know, decision making and, no, obviously the red cards leads to mm. uh, uh, final really putting their foot down but let's not f- let's not be around the bush you need a bit of luck as well so you know if if somebody takes a shot for 20 yards and hits somebody's backside and goes in the uh, goes in the bottom corner I don't think Celtic will care but one thing I would say is don't give away too many corners because they've got a prolific aerial goalkeeper if he's going to be up for any <laughs> set pieces Wait on I'd forgotten about him yeah. um, I've seen <clears> some <throat> pictures there I mean Cameron Carter Vickers was on the team bus got off the team bus not that he would stay on it that would be a bit weird um, Atletico Madrid 2 Feyenoord 2 What a game that what is game? Griezmann uh, Griezmann in the 49th minute um, But uh, you know First half It's a lot of additional time there So keep keep your eye on that one Before the Celtic game kicks off Scott is also a Celtic fan What's your main thought Ahead of tonight Scott Hi guys Nice to speak to you again um, Well uh, I think First of all I think we're going to win tonight I think it's going to be close But I, I think um, We shouldn't have played Vickham I think we should leave it to Phillips and Scales because he's he's just come back the injury. You're not wanting to rush him into you know to get or to peel. All right, might be fit, but he's no match fit. So I would definitely no drop Scales because what he's done over the past weeks, I think, would be a unfair. Um, but let's see if we can get Scott's line cleared up a bit We'll uh, try and get him back on in a second I certainly got the gist of the point What I was about to say to Scott though I'll say it to you two instead Is Nat Phillips that match fit? And, and I know it's more of a risk Because of the length of the, the absence I do get that And it seems as if Nat Phillips has still been Sort of in and out of training Over the last sort of three weeks <coughs> Since he signed on uh, on deadline day You know Simon will tell you If you've been out for two months Three days training is not a long mm. time Especially in a game of this mad- magnitude When the tempo is going to be a lot higher than uh, the domestic football. He's going to have to defend a lot more. He's going to have to sprint a lot more. Uh, I think it's a risk that's not worth taking because I think a re- reoccurrence of the, the injury that he's got and, and being out for another two months, I, I think it's a risk that, that Celtic shouldn't be willing to take. But the medical team and Brendan Rodgers have seen him more than we have. Yeah. So in the three days, yeah. if he's looked great, if he's been doing his rehab for the last two or three weeks, maybe so. Uh, but we'll find out in eight minutes. I think it's going to be an interesting one well, as well. Here's the thing, because you guys will know there is a difference, obviously, between full training. <coughs> uh, I think, from what I heard, he's been on the training ground for longer than three days. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I don't know I don't know to what extent. I just, so I wouldn't I hang my hat on that too much. Modern day, you know, behind the scenes with the physiotherapy, I think... Yeah, I take on board what Andy's saying about 
he's been out for a, a length of time there and you're maybe not up to 100% match fitness. It, it depends if Brendan thinks it's worth the gamble. You know, the importance of, or the influence of that guy in the last two years in the back four, mm. they'll know best. And, and he'll probably know. They'll have, I had a conversation, I'd imagine, with Carter Vickers. And you make a good point, because Phillips came in, you know, was it just before the, the Rangers game? Didn't feature for whatever reason, maybe picked up an injury and then got injured in his, his first game with Celtic. Off so, at half time. So he hasn't had a lot of game got time on either. For the last, what was it, 15, uh, half an hour? No, that was the maximum on Saturday. Leaning towards a little bit, but as we'll say, mm. we'll find out in seven minutes. Uh, Scott, we've got you back. I think you were just making the point about you know not risking Cameron Carter Vickers. What, what, what gives you confidence for tonight and what gives you the fear? Well, I fear, I fear, I think their problem tonight is going to be the goalkeeping situation. You know, I think we, we you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think to the point where I don't think you can drop Scales, right? Because Scales has played too well over the past four or five weeks, you know, and I think it'd be very unfair to drop him. You know, um, the Vicar situation, too soon for me. He's no match fit. He maybe is fit, but he's no match fit. So put Phillips in. Put Vickers on the bench if anything needs to be arising, you know. Um, but the the winger situation, you know, I, I don't know who to play there. It's baffling me at the moment who's who's going to put there. Yeah, goalkeeping situations. What a time it's been for Joe Hart. He was clearly culpable to a point. Argue amongst <coughs> yourselves about the final free kick. Is it mm. is it Kyogo's fault? Is it Joe Hart? Whatever. He's clearly involved. Yeah, you're. you're Looking at oh, it's, but it's, <laughs> for me it's Joe Hart's fault um, And then Saves a penalty And then lasts 28 minutes In the next game uh, Before getting sent off And then serves his suspension Against Motherwell So Yeah But he'll be in tonight Oh for sure He'll be in tonight Is, um, it, a, is it a concern um, The way Scott Presents it to be I don't think so I, th- I think uh, right, You know a weak I think area that, that position of the The field if you, if you make a mistake It's probably more evident Than Anywhere else uh, You're under a huge amount of pressure But I think he's showed that he's more than capable Over the time he's been at Celtic I think he's a A good influence round about the back four as well It's not just him himself I think he's a right team player In terms of communication there So I, I'm not overly concerned about it uh, I think they all have to be at it As I said earlier on Yeah I don't think you can say it's a major weakness Of Celtic's team I think Joe Hart's had a lot of big moments And he's in his Celtic career, I think he's won Celtic points, is which you, you always want your your goalkeeper to do. Uh, I think there is an argument that there's been times this season he's gave teams a chance. Uh, obviously the uh, the Simon Murray incident at Celtic Park in the first game of the season. Obviously the uh, Livingston last week. Uh, I think Miovsky uh, Petodje when he eventually was ruled outside. But I think I I, I don't think it's a major concern. Uh, and you know Simon makes a great point as well. We're talking about Liam Scales coming in and having a real impact in the team. The likes of Joe Hart behind you with his experience and how vocal he is the way he can command the box he, he'd have been massive to Liam Scales in his first sort of month as a uh, uh, as a real Celtic regular so I don't think there's any doubt he'll be back in the team uh, and like I said he's, he's produced big moments before and I'm sure he can do it again What gives you confidence Scott and how much of it do you have? Um, I'm about 70 I think obviously uh, Kyogo's on fire as, as per usual. You know, Maeda's playing a wee bit better than he has been the past couple of weeks. And I had their caller saying, obviously, Maeda going in the middle. I, I actually quite agree with that because that's where he played with Yogi right? And he was scoring barrel of goals, right? But 
Brendan Rodgers is not going to do that, but it's an option, you know. And I just think Hatati being back is a massive plus, you know. Um, uh, O'Reilly signing a new contract and playing the way he is just now is a massive bonus, you know. Um, Cal Mack, you get what you get in the tin. You see in the tin, you get what you get. You know, he's ninety percent of the time he's playing like a captain should be. You know, so I don't. I'm no in the middle of the pack. I'm no got a problem up front. I've no got a problem. You know, but that's where I'm there confident and mm. middle to front middle to front, I think will be any team a fear. You know, I think will cause problems for any team. You know, it's just the as the same as last year we talked about last year in the Champions League. It's all about taking your chances, it's all about putting the ball in the back of the net. It's all about stepping up, being brave and just take a chance. It is indeed it is indeed team news is next. Let me tell you about this first. It is a rollover on Make Me A Winner The latest call went straight to voicemail You need to be near the phone Ready to answer when we make the call So you could be the winner of Listen To This £98,000 tomorrow when we make the call But to state the obvious Only if you're in the draw So text YES to 61025 Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate You can enter at Clyde1.com And online entries are £2 Or call 0330 880 And the calls are charged at a standard rate as well It's over 18s only And the entries since Brenda won on Tuesday have rolled over So all the other rules for this network competition are online And if you get the call from us after 3pm tomorrow, Thursday the 5th Answer within five rings Say make me a winner straight away To win the £98,000 Text yes to 61025 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Big Champions League night in the east end of Glasgow And the Celtic team is out Wonder no more Gabriel who's playing yeah, the big news, Gordon, is that Nat Phillips is in at centre-back to partner Liam Scales. But Cameron Carter-Vickers is only fit enough to play on the bench. Whilst up top, it's Yang who gets the nod on the wing ahead of the likes of Lewis Palmer and James Forrest. So I'll just run through the team. 1-11 in goal, it's Joe Hart. A defence of Alice Johnston, Nat Phillips, Liam Scales and Greg Taylor. The usual midfield three of Callum McGregor, Rayo Hatate and Matt O'Reilly. Dyson Maida, Hyungjung Yang and Kyogo are up top. The substitutes, Bain, Morrison, Palmer, Turnbull, Carter Vickers, O, Bernardo, Tomoki, Forrest, Rousen and Johnson. I'll give you the Lazio team news when I get it. Andy Halliday, I think you got them all. Very rare. Very rare that happens, but yeah, in terms of Cameron Carter-Vickers, I think it's a, a risk that Celtic probably weren't willing to take. Uh, we all know if he was fully match fit, he would have played the game. Uh, and in terms of Yang, I, I'm not too surprised. I just think that that extra pace and power, listen, he, you know, he didn't have his best performance at the weekend, but I think he showed in flashes a season what he can do. Uh, and I just think, yeah, that, that extra pace is the reason he's probably getting a nod tonight. Big night for him then, Simon, because in these areas... It's, you know, Celtic need to go and at some point go and hurt one of these European teams. Yeah. If people said, you know, if, if there's one area of the Celtics team <clears> that's not, you know, that's suffered a bit compared to last season, it's obviously the loss of Jota. Yeah, and I don't believe that position, you know, it's been Yang, it's been Palmer, it's been James Forrest. I don't think anybody's really nailed that jersey down and that, that front three for Celtic. Yang, in the games that I've covered, has looked very positive, very quick as a young lad. I think he's 19 only. 
So maybe that's where Brendan's leaned towards. And they kind of alluded to earlier on about the pace. I thought Palmer last uh, two weeks ago against Feyenoord doesn't quite have that pace. So he's, he's he's went with that tonight. But it's a big opportunity for the kid. As I say, he's looked quite positive. Uh, I'd like to see him take on a wee bit more shooting. You know, he's got himself into good areas in games and opted to, to pass it or cut, cut it back. Maybe take something on tonight. But what a stage mm. to go and play in. How big a night is this for Matt Phillips? Because we've seen, we, we've sort of, thought of him as like the safe option for Celtic and this guy that was going to come in and, and solve the injury crisis which he may well do um, but he started one game of football in 11 months and he came off at half time in it yeah and it, like, even before that he's not played a lot of football I think mm. you know the, the majority of the games he played for Liverpool as well was was during the Covid season when there wasn't any uh, any fans in the stadium so I think it's a massive night for him uh, but a great occasion for him as well this is the reason he's been brought to Celtic obviously there's been injury issues in that area of the pitch they knew that he was going to be needed in, in certain mm. nights and big nights and he's got the nod tonight so uh, I think it's going to be a pressure game for him but no, uh, I think he's of age and he's played for big enough football clubs to, to know what's required. I mean, he does have experience of these big nights. That's the thing, Simon. He's won away in, yeah. in the San Siro with Liverpool at the yeah. heart of the defence. Yeah, and, and again, at the time when he was brought in, it was it was the experience that uh, was the reason to, to go and get another centre-back. With that unfortunate, you know, the injury role there with two or three of them out at the, t- the same time, uh, They've opted to bring him in. And as I say, his Celtic career hasn't really got off to a, a great start, you know, a wee bit stop start. But this is a night where heroes can be made, mm. whether it's a centre-back, whether it's young Yang up top, you know, this is the platform that these players want to play at. This is the level, so go and make it a good night. Thomas on the line, what do you make of that team? Yeah, yeah, it's quite a good tie, Gordon Um It's quite a good team, but I've, I've got to quite like to see Lewis Palmer starting, if I'm honest, Gordon. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you heard where we were on the line. So obviously, Palmer's not been given the nod, and Yang has. Why? Why would you have had it the other way around, Thomas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? what yeah, me, why? Why did you fancy Palmer's chances? I, I, I just think he came on against when he came on against Motherwell, Gordon. I think he played really well. You know, and I, I think I think Yang didn't do did to. He didn't play well on Saturday against Motherwell. I just thought. Palmer would, they could, would probably come on and do a better job I mean the psychology you yeah. guys would know more about that well, Palmer is a completely different game. high wouldn't he though yeah uh, and, and it is a completely different game completely different scenario no the Motherwell game when Palmer comes on it's very very tight it's congested Motherwell are sitting deep they're trying to hold on to what they've got and maybe that suits Palmer playing in these sort of little pockets shift and shoots obviously shifts and cross where he gets his goal but I think tonight with the bigger spaces like I says there's going to be opportunities on the counter attack yeah. and I think that's the reason he's going to get the nod because you know, Rodgers will know that I, when I actually look back at the game against Feyenoord last week I thought there was umpteen opportunities for Palmer to get the full bit 1v1 you know Simon uh, quite pointed out that it just seemed as if he had that lack of pace that lack of one step on the full bit mm. to get by him maybe that was down to, was to fitness as well yeah, yeah, but, his first, yeah quite first possibly start. but I think uh, you know the you know, Yang's pace is going to be a, a real attribute that could be utilised tonight there's only one way guys like me stop mentioning a decade without a Champions League group stage win at home Thomas is it tonight that it's going to change yeah I hope so I would, I would love to see you know it would obviously be at home you want to win your home games in Europe. Anything you get, anything you get on the road is a bonus. But we must need to win this. I know, I know it's going to be a hard game. It's not going to be an easy game. Of course, it's not. But I just feel that this is one of the games we need to win if we're going to progress in the group. 
Yeah, well, just before we do go to beat the pundit, let's go back to Celtic Park. Uh, maybe Gabriel uh, could run us through some of the big names <coughs> that Celtic will face tonight. Gabriel Antoniazzi, do not let your Italian forefathers down with some of these pronunciations. <laughs> Don't you worry, Gordon. My dad will be listening to me telling me off if I get any of them incorrect. It is a strong team for the visitors. Provadel in goal. Hisse will play right back with Patrick and Romagnoli at centre-half. Lazzari will play left-back. Facino, Kamada and Luis Alberto in the middle of midfield with Felipe Anderson, Captain Chiro Immobile and Zakangi up top. How's that for pronunciation, eh? I actually think you were sitting doing this while he was reading them, wasn't it? <laughs> the old, and, uh, you can't, you're laughing, you can't see me I'm doing the Italian hand he's gesture. Guessing, um, but anyway, there we go. Thank you very much to Gabriel, which takes us up nicely to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. <clears throat> for the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. That was good. That was expertly done. I must admit, I'll be looking for similar accuracy on Beat the Pundit. If you want to take on Simon Donnelly or Andy Halliday, now is your time to call 01419511025. Lines close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It is beat the pundit time, but there is a lot going on tonight. You think that's a big game with whoever's taking on Andy or Simon? What about Celtic against Lazio in the Champions League? Rangers fans, now is the perfect time for you to get in touch because we're going to talk, obviously, your managerial search, but we're going to go live to Cyprus as well and mix that in with the build-up to tomorrow night's game, which of course will be taken by Stephen Davis. So pick up that phone right now if you can, and we'll play this first. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Will it be Simon Donnelly the master of the ugly win or Andy Halliday who well wins far more often than he loses it has to be said one of them will play Jamie in Cumbernauld How's it going Jamie? How are we doing guys? Will this be a debut for you and Beat the Pundit? Yeah it is indeed Average score <clears throat> when you're playing at home what are we talking? No, no much more than three or four but hopefully I can show up today in the big stage that can be enough that can be enough it depends on many questions uh, we get through if it's heads it will be Simon Donnelly and if it's tails it will be Andy Halliday so let's see what we've got for you tonight if I can make sure I don't drop the coin and it is tails it's Andy Halliday taking on you've not played in a while though have you? I think I've played every single time I've been on the show this, this year. Was that what it is? Is it the other guy yeah. that never plays when you're on? Because we swi- I switched uh, seats <laughs> with Roger last say. week and it was still me. Yeah, you're, you're a victim of having moved seats, I have to say. Right, uh, Jamie, we will get your questions ready. Let's give Andy some greatest hits radio to listen to first. Uh, and we'll set the clock up. I'm sure you've heard the drill before, Jamie. 30 seconds. Answer as many as you can. If you want to pass and move on to the next one, you can do that no problem at all, OK? Sounds good. Sounds good indeed. Your 30 seconds starts now. Who was Celtic's last home Champions League win against? Uh, Man City. Which Leeds player was named in today's Scotland squad? Uh, pass. Cyril Dessers joined Rangers from which club? PSV. Who's the top scorer in the Scottish Championship this season? Uh, Brian Graham. Which Scottish Premiership ground has a cemetery outside it? Pass. Sunderland supporters refer to what player as the Loch Ness Drogba? Uh, Ross Stewart Who is the current St Mirren captain? Uh, Richard Tate Okay, okay, okay Let's bring back Andy Halliday Can you hear us? Yep 
Same set of questions to you. Ready? Yep. Your time starts now. Who was Celtic's last home Champions League win against? Ajax. Which Leeds player was named in today's Scotland squad? Liam Cooper. Cyril Dessers joined Rangers from which club? Cretanese. <laughs> Who is currently the top scorer in the Scottish Championship? It is... Oh, it's um, Lewis Malt. Which Scottish Premiership ground has a cemetery outside it? Um. Sunderland supporters referred to what player as the Loch Ness Drogba? Kevin <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gale. Who's the St. Mirren captain? Uh, Marco Ara. Okay, what do you think? What's the verdict, Jamie? I think he's done maybe one. Mm, <laughs> let's find out. It's <laughs> Drogba. Let's <laughs> find out. <laughs> exactly. Um, did you just mention... Kevin Kyle in the same quiz as Cyril Dessers. I did, Are yeah. we going to go there oh, again? I better not get into that. It's not happening, um, big man. <laughs> who was Celtic's last home Champions League win against Ajax? We mentioned it earlier. Good to know he was listening. Uh, but unfortunately, you weren't, Jamie. So it's 1-0 to Andy. It goes 2-0, Andy, because Liam Cooper is the Leeds player in the Scotland squad. He's back in. Uh, Gabriel, are you still with us? I don't know if he is. Maybe he's gone. I was going to ask... I was going to see where you'd gone wrong. I can't give you Cretonese. It's Is it Cremonese? Cremonese. Yeah, it's just too much of a mistake. I couldn't possibly. That's fair. Um, we come back on from Jamie. Brian Graham, Championship top scorer uh, on five. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is one of these questions. The Premiership ground with a cemetery outside it. Celtic Park it's, it, well this one pretty close isn't it's it behind, that's why I was a bit tentative about reading the question out so what is your answer to because it's like right uh, next to it but there is, there is one not far Park's from Celtic right I, know, it, yeah. I knew I should have scrapped the question none of you got it right Sunderland supporters referred he's just left hasn't he uh, the Loch Ness drug by Ross Stewart so it's an equaliser for Jamie which means it comes down to who's the St Mirren captain Jamie you've given me a guy that left the club recently <laughs> It no. is Mark O'Hara. Oh, I'm gutted for you, Jamie. That if it's any consolation, that's a, that's as close as anyone's pushed Andy Halliday in a while. I would say. I can give it a good go. You gave it a good go. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you very much. Good, good man. Jamie. That was Jamie yeah. on the line. They all count. Ah, it was an ugly win. Two one. Cremonese, Cretanese. <laughs> well, I should have got Stuart. That was. Ah, no, not your usual standards. It has to be said. But anyway, right, Rangers fans. Now is your time to shine. Oh one four one nine five one. 1025. You want to get specific about tomorrow? Let's do it. How important is it? How winnable is it? Who would you play? Who would you not play? What difference are you expecting from Stephen Davis and Alex Ray? And if you want to go big picture, who's the new manager going to be? Every day, this list of names is getting more and more intriguing in one way or the other. So you can assess the runners and riders, where it, uh, if that's the, the right phrase, or by all means... Give us a new name because I think at this early stage you can chuck in whatever you like. 01419511025. Let's go to Cyprus first though. Is Andrew McLean with us? Yes. yes. Hello. Uh, how's it going over there, Andrew? Another tough yes, shift for you. Good. My just, heart bleeds for you. Ah, uh, I know. Tough. Just back from Larnaca a few weeks ago. 20, mm. well, I think it was maybe about 33 degrees there. Only 28 degrees here at the moment. So it is quite a quite a struggle, really. But uh, you know what? I'll, I'll pull through. I'm just back from the uh, the Alpha Mega Stadium, as it's called, um, for Aris Limassol. Was speaking to Stephen Davis. Always interesting to hear from a new manager, or obviously in this case, a new interim manager. Stephen Davis speaking to the press for the first time since that appointment earlier on. Uh, this week and he touched on a few different topics but you know he's got so much 
experience as a player, but none in the dugout whatsoever. So this is quite the step for him going into this game tomorrow night. It was one of those press conferences, really, that you know, <laughs> there's not even that much chat about the game because there's been so much else going on at Rangers at the moment. Stephen Davis says it's been a whirlwind for him the last few days. He was actually in Rome over the weekend for some of the Ryder Cup. So, you know, it's, it's quite a quite a move for him. He's certainly going to be looking for a different type of European win tomorrow night, but it's the type of game Rangers should be winning. You know, Aris, the, the bottom seeds of the group. Rangers certainly won't be taking it lightly, but Rangers fans will be interested to see just what changes there are to this team with Stephen Davis in charge. He certainly said he wanted the players to play with a bit more freedom, so the fans that have travelled here and the ones watching from home will be interested to see how things have changed since the departure of Michael Beal, if at all, because Stephen Davis you know, hasn't had a lot of time to work with the players, but on the various topics, he, he talked about you know, how he found out about being appointed interim boss, what fans can expect from the team, and whether he'd be interested in the job full-time as well. James Bisgrove and Craig Robertson, I received the phone call from, so obviously it was a bit of a whirlwind after that there, so um, went off the phone and obviously had a few conversations, and uh, but my decision was made very quickly. I was honoured the fact that the board had that conversation and my name came up and they put their trust in me to try and do this job and I'm going to give it my all to try and be successful. For us, we just want to give the boys the freedom to go out and play to their strengths, really, and, and um, of course it's not a position we want to be in at this minute in time, but I think if you take the Europa League on, on its own, um, there'll be a very positive result against Betis. Um, it's about us trying to continue that there and if we get a result out here, then we'll put us in a really strong position. So. Um, there'll be minor little tweaks, um, but the fortunate thing is that I've been around a lot of the, the players, played with a lot of, of them, so I know the strengths that they all bring to the team and I just want to try and give them the platform to go and showcase what they can do. Listen, there's not been any conversations in terms of time frame or anything. Um, obviously it happened very quickly. I was asked to come in and take the game tomorrow night first and foremost and how things play after that, I'm not really too sure. Regarding my feelings around it, I've obviously got ambitions. I didn't expect it to quite happen. Uh, quite so soon, but I'm just determined really to make the most of the opportunity they've been given and we'll see what develops from there. Yeah, you know Stephen Davis well. He's It must be, he said whirlwind, because we're not talking someone, you know, who was like on the coaching staff or even managing one of the youth teams or has even done like any level of coaching. That's not, that's not his fault and he says he's got his own aspirations, but Quite the quite the spotlight to be thrust on him. Yeah, it is and listen, he's not even retired as a player. I think he's been in at um Ockenhowie trying to do his rehab to, to get himself fit and, and look to get a club and, and get back playing again. And I don't think he could uh, have foreseen the circumstances at Rangers and ultimately it's landed in him being trusted with with, with taking the job forward for the next few weeks. But no, I've got to say that Kel Lafferty actually explained it perfectly, which is a phrase that I never thought I would say, by the way. But um yeah, he is a man of very, very few words. But he doesn't just speak for the sake of it. It's it's always got a meaning behind it. It's powerful, and and when he does speak, everybody listens. You know, he's, he he commands a lot of uh, respect, not just because of how good he was as a football player, but how he is as a man. So I think that's really really important moving forward. He's not got a lot of experience, so there's a <coughs> an ex Clyde One member as part of the team, which Indeed. is also something I never thought I would say. Uh, but listen, he's uh, good luck to him, and, and hopefully they can start with a, a win tomorrow night. Hugh Evans is on the kit duties as well. <laughs> apparently, just no one's heard about that yet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what what will he? Because I can't ask you what his managerial or coaching style is going to be. So, what, what what do you think Stephen Davis will do at this period? How will he go about his business? 
to be honest, I'm not too sure myself, which is why I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow night because, you know, he talked about making a few tweaks and, and there has to be because what they've done, you know, up to now this season hasn't worked. So, uh, you know, in terms of the personnel they've got available, you know, it'll be interesting to see, does he go back to a, you know, a, a, a formation that uses more width? Does he play with two up front? Does he go with three at the back? I think there's a, there's a lot of possibilities, but one thing's for sure, I think the players have to take a lot of onus going into the game tomorrow night. Uh, obviously, they get a, a, a good performance and a good result against Betis and, and they'll look to carry that forward into, uh, into tomorrow. Yeah, what else was said, Andrew? Yeah, well, James Tavernier was, was also up for press duties. It's definitely been a, a challenging time for the Rangers players. Not that I think they'll get a lot of sympathy from the supporters because I was there on Saturday at the Aberdeen game. The scenes were toxic <laughs> post-match. Weren't they? There was clips on social media as well of the supporters you know, making their points after the game to the likes of James Tavernier and Jack Butland as they made their way to their cars. So the players know that they have a lot to prove now you know it's not been good enough this campaign the fans have made that clear and it'll be interesting to see how much of a turning point Bill sacking is and, and what Stephen Davis can do with this team now over certainly the next couple of games at least that he'll be in charge for but you know they had a good result on match day one of the Europa League but the players will know this is another match they need to win and they need to show some real promise as well. You think it needs to be a good performance from the players. But as I say, James Tavernier, he was the one answering the questions today. He says they take full responsibility for Bill sacking and that they're fully behind Stephen Davis. Yeah, you never, as a team or as a player, um, um, see, obviously, you manage a goal. Um, collectively, as a team, we all feel responsible. Um, you know, we know that performances um, have not been there, um, but ultimately the you know the results that have cost us uh, this season with dropping points is you know it's not been good enough, and we all take responsibility for that. So, yeah, the past few days has been um, you know challenging, um, but seeing uh, Stephen get the opportunity um, to take to take the team. Um, We'll admire him so much um, as a as a player and as a person. You know, we all show great respect for him. So I'm sure all the lads in the, in the change room will give him the the utmost uh, everything um, that he requires, uh, especially for tomorrow night. Uh, I mean, Andy, is there scope to change the Rangers team? In fact, let, let's check in with Andrew first because that might help you answer. In terms of team news, Andrew, I know there were some faces on the plane that weren't expected and I don't mean Stephen Davis or Alex Ray I mean players um, what, what's the, the, the fitness update? Yeah well the two big pieces of news that Stephen Davis gave is that Nicholas Raskin has travelled so it looks as if he'll be fit and available to play if Stephen Davis wants to play him and the other one is Kemar Roof as well which will be huge because out of all of Rangers forward players that haven't impressed this season Kemar Roof has impressed when he's been given the chance a lot of the time and especially whenever he is out injured you know there is that fear from Rangers fans that it may be a long-term thing but Stephen Davis says he is fit and has travelled and was training with the squad today uh, Andy such a quick turnaround I must admit if I'd been out in Rome watching the Ryder Cup I might have been inclined to not bother answering my phone um, <laughs> when Stephen Davis was at the weekend you can do anything drastically different are they uh, what, what kind of what, what kind of team would you expect Um no, I touched on it at the, uh, the top of the show. I think Celtic had sort of 10 nailed on and you were speculating who that 11th would be, I think, going into the game tomorrow night. I think, for Rangers' point of view, maybe six or seven. Uh, I think the other positions are still up for grabs. I think the, the return on uh, 
Raskin and, and Kamal Roof are obviously a huge benefit. I think I don't think Raskin's been injured long enough where we're talking about that sort of real loss of fitness or match sharpness is going to be that much of an issue. So I fully expect him to come back into the starting eleven. And obviously Kamal Roof's only missed one or two games, so I think he's another one that's going to be straight back in. Uh, in terms of the wider areas, I still think it's pretty difficult. I think Seema's obviously done enough to probably keep the jersey scoring a, a couple of goals recently. On the other side, uh, obviously Matondo's still been injured, Tom Lawrence now injured, Campbell injured still, so I think that one um, is also up for grabs and left back slots another one. So uh, you know, I, I think it will speak a, I think it will tell us a lot when when Stephen Davis you know picks his first team. Will it be a number of changes for what we've seen previously? Uh, it remains to be seen going into tomorrow night. Uh, anything else of note to Andrew McLean? Yeah, just in terms of the, the managerial hunt, just some things that I have heard. Rangers do have their shortlist in place. This isn't a new thing. You know, this is something that they had anyway um, for succession planning that was in place when Michael Beale was there. When the next manager comes in, they'll have the same for that as well. So it's not as if they're sort of scrambling about at the moment to put that list together. They already have names that they have identified, although, of course, you know, new names can always come up. James Bisgrove hasn't travelled over here. He's busy working away trying to get things in place at the moment but I wouldn't expect there to be any movement before Sunday. The club, you know, they have their focus on the football at the moment up until the international break. And then I think at the start of next week is when things might start to ramp up a little. But one of the names being mentioned quite a few times that I've seen is AZ Alkmaar boss Pascal Janssen. However, he was actually asked about those links tonight at his pre-match press conference and he says that it's completely out of the question. He says he, says he has no idea where the links have come from and that there has been no contact with him or the club. So that is at least one name that can be ticked off the list. Hmm, for now, uh, unless something changes, it sounds like it. But what do you think then, Rangers fans? How do you feel about that update from Andrew? Uh, and let us know your thoughts on the managerial hunt and the game tomorrow. I must admit, I was just looking up there. So he was in, uh, what was it, Limassol, Lalarnica for the Scotland game. Limassol, so soon after. It's only 50 minutes away. I just, I just, 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 just yeah. something, and I just wonder why he pushed so hard to get back to the same part of the world. I just feel like there must have been a <laughs> I heard you guys a, reason. a bit of stick the last time. Like whether he, like, he left something over there or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just some sort of reason yeah. to go back. Hair pods. Something, there's something in it for sure but anyway we'll let him go and enjoy the rest of his night whatever it is he's getting up to um, let's bring in Robert who's a Rangers fan Robert I don't know if you heard that update on the some of the names mentioned what what have you made of it overall any that you like any that you don't like um, I think you're boy answering kind of protesting too much a wee bit there aren't you Paul in as well I think it's nailed on <laughs> Sounds that way. Uh, today, I've seen uh, Frank Lampard name mentioned quite a lot as well, quite heavily. Um, I'm kind of on the fence when it comes to Lampard. Would it have the same impact Gerard had? I doubt it. Um, he's not been that great at Chelsea. He did well at Derby, but you look at the players they had at Derby. I mean, like some out, Tamori, guys like that. Um, aye, but I kind of see him kind of coming in and galvanising the place and kind of inspiring the players, you know. Um, I'm saying that to the producer as well. I was saying that I think tomorrow is about managing the players rather than managing the team. Um, the, word, the word is that Michael Beale lost the dressing room. You look at social media after Beale left, it was only Cantwell that kind of really came out and kind of said thanks for everything, etc. It's been kind of a wee bad radio silence in terms of social media on Beale from, from, from the players. So I think the, the thing Stevie Davis will do is he'll, he'll, manage, he'll manage the players. And if you manage the players, You'll get, a, you'll get a, a turn to the team, if that makes sense. Um, I think he's well-respected, and I think he has, to be, he has to be given 
at a time as well. If he comes in and does a job, who's to say his coaching team can't see you uh, the rest of the season and, and see where we go for that as well, you know? So it's interesting times. I will bow down to Robert's superior Instagram stalking skills. I, I don't know if players not liking Michael Beale's post or commenting is, is indicative, Andy. I don't know if they've done it before. I don't know if they do it again. Maybe they're embarrassed that they, they, they played a part. Would you read much into that? Nah, I, the only thing I read into is as soon as they follow that tactics page on Rangers, that shows you a giveaway of what's happening. So if you see any but that managers... that was Michael Beale's, wasn't it? So yeah, that, I, gone? No, I, I think that... I, I, I imagine that will still continue. Oh, was it? Uh, I thought well, it was a Michael Beale thing. We'll soon see. Oh, if a manager follows that page, it's a given. We guess you know who it is that it's going to be. Um, Robert mentions probably the name that's like been top of the list. Um, not that I don't mean in terms of people's wish, but the one that's got the most publicity for various reasons. Frank Lampard, yes or no? For you. Um, I don't think he's had huge success as a manager, um, but I, it's always a funny one because you never you're never guaranteed success by appointing a manager. I think every single one is a risk. You can only tell if it's success or not by the time they leave the club. So, you know, whoever it may be, you no, know, they'll, they'll get fully backed. I think by the support and the players and, and and move forward. Hopefully, it's a success. Always, I think it's fair to say that some names are more excitable than others. I think uh, Pascal Janssen's certainly one of that uh, one of them because you know AZ we are. You know, a lot less budget than, than some of their competitors obviously sitting second in the air of the DC a lot spoke about the sort of style of football they're, they're playing uh, Kevin Muscat's obviously been mentioned following up with the job that Ange Postacoglu done in Melbourne and uh, in Yokohama so I think there's a lot of interesting uh, names one that's not been mentioned I spoke about it with you off airs you know, I've, I've watched a bit of Ipswich this season Kieran McKenna the job he's doing at Ipswich I, I think he would be another name I'd like to see linked with the job uh, but listen, uh, for me, the priority for Rangers should be a director of football. I still think the structure of the club, I think, should be the most important thing. You know, window after window, we still hear people, you know, criticising the recruitment, and uh, I think that's it should be part of our team. I think if the structure's right, then that takes care of itself. And I think if you're going to sack managers, the, you know, the director of football is the sort of go between you. You know, you you continue on with the style. If a manager like Michael Beale comes in and wants to play a narrow system, signs a lot of tens, it can't then be a new manager can put a different style. All the tens are gone when it's sign wires. I think there has to be a sort of fluidity and a mm. continuation between jobs. So I think that should be the, the the priority for Rangers, and they should take their time over the right appointment. Yeah, that quote from Pascal Janssen tonight is interesting. I don't know if there's been contact with AZ. There's been no contact with me. I don't know where it came from. It is completely out of the question. That's for now. We don't know if that changes. Uh, Robert is a bit sceptical and we'll speak to John who's in Cumbernauld next Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hear it Watch it Search the YouTube stream now Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Look at that, the beauty of the live stream You get to see Andy Halliday getting the coffees in just in time <laughs> The young part. pundits always get the coffees in, don't they? <laughs> that that timing, honestly, that was perfect right was back perfect. on uh, Anyway, right, we're going to speak to John in Cumbernauld Who's been hanging on for ages So very quickly, let me give you this question the full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. <laughs> Tackle your customers' spaces with made-to-measure wardrobes. Oh, this is brutal. This question actually, some of it's quite hard. I, I must good. admit, I've been. It's not what we want to hear. I've, I've been, I've been busy, and I didn't get the chance to check it before. It's good though. It's a good question. Thanks to Derek for sending it in. We're looking for nine ex-Celtic players who've also played for any of their Champions League group stage opponents. 
So nine ex-Celtic players have played for any of their Champions League group stage opponents. So Larson. It's the only one I had. Yes. Oh, uh, Dembele. Yes, Atletico Madrid on loan. Blinker. Yes, maybe it's not as hard as I thought. Atletico Madrid final. Van Hooydonk. Yes, it's a great start. I must admit. There we go. We'll leave it there. We'll squish that by the sounds of it. Maybe I've maybe I've gone. I've just panicked. I think you think you will obviously. Um, we are making good progress. We'll get to them before the end. And thanks again to Derek. It's full time at Clyde1.com for sending that in. John is on the line. John, let, give me a name that you really, really don't want to see become the Rangers manager that you've heard and one that you would quite like. John Terry. Uh, I, I, that's just a non starter. Oh, it's the bad me. one, right? Okay. <laughs> I thought that was the one you wanted there. No. The, he's a non starter. For me, him and Kevin Muscat, I, I, Kevin Muscat, I can understand where that's coming from. But his recent record doesn't exactly sparkling. And John Terry, the, his managerial career leads like a litany list of failures. I don't understand why he's even in the picture at all. I, I don't get it. As a player, he was great. As a manager, he's been hopeless. Um, for me, the person I'd, I'd like to see that's not even been mentioned is Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Okay. I don't mind the suggestion, Andy. You exhaled. I don't know what for. Was that a good exhale or a bad um, exhale? Just left field out, uh, exhale, I suppose. Just, yeah, it's not that ridiculous, no, is it? No, it's not. Really? It's not. Um, I've heard worse this week. Yeah, again, Molda did okay. Uh, Cardiff, okay. Manu, okay. So, I mean, for me, mm-hmm. it's doesn't jump out at me saying that it's really really exciting if he's the one but like like I says he could come in and, and, and he could be the one you never really know so it's it's difficult I just think some names appeal more than others I think in terms of his CV as a player is incredible but CV as a manager I don't think it's one that's been exceptional mm. so far not the best uh, but it's not the worst not the worst no but I, I just I fully expect Rangers <clears> to go for a bit more experience this time yeah. uh, and you know, I, I don't think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the most experienced manager I love the shooting down of John Terry because I actually hadn't really heard that as a name that had been closely linked. No. But John has, and it's annoyed him uh, quite clearly. Um, John Andy says experience would be arguably the main sort of, well, not the main, the main skill set. I'm sure he wants more than that, but he puts it high on the list. What something you would agree with? Well, I, I think uh, for me, I, I almost feel as low now as I as I did when we were going through the doldrums. As this team is in some state and it's going to take somebody really exceptional to turn it around. I think Dessel, he he's finished. I wish just, just hold the hands up. He reminds me of Philip Siebel, I should tell you where I rate him. It's going to take somebody with a lot of brains to turn this team around. Go along with that. Oh, you've got these players whether you like them or not. Uh, is it John? You call it, mm-hmm. that, that's the thing that Rangers, the position Rangers find themselves in now because Michael Beale's brought these players in. Nobody's going anywhere till at least January. Uh, so whoever comes in is going to have to work with this squad and try and get, you know, a lot better than what we've seen so far. Uh, I think the likes of Stephen Davis, Davis and Alex Ray coming in will look to try and lift it because it will be deflated after the defeat at the weekend. They've, they've taken a bit of stick recently. They've, their manager's gone you know I think these two guys have been over the, the course at Rangers they're experienced campaigners playing uh, for Rangers over the years 
and they know what it takes at Rangers. So I think, you know, the, the boy Stephen Davis, well respected. Uh, it's a real opportunity for him, but, you know, considering where he was at the weekend, all of a sudden he's holding the reins at, at Rangers. I think it will be their job to get in and try and lift the spirits of these guys and try and get a, a, some sort of tune out of them. Because although everybody's kind of saying the game's a must win tomorrow night, it won't be an easy one. And they've got St Myrne at the weekend, you know, and they can't afford to fall any further behind in the domestic campaign. So they, they really have to go in there and try and lift it, use their experience uh, at that club. And then the, the guy that comes in is going to have to work with a squad till January. I think you said before the break, Andy, you think a director of football should, you know, should come first. I don't, that might just be me, don't really detect that that's what's happening here. No, it I looks like, like James Bisgrove has decided not to go to Cyprus and he is going to focus on the managerial search for now would that be your priority like, I'm not going to ask you to pick one skill set because that's crazy you're looking for a guy that ticks a few boxes but experience how, just how much emphasis are you putting on that nah, listen I think it's important for me personally I don't think it would be my main priority but I do think that's what Rangers priority will be I mentioned Kieran McKenna he's, he's, sure. he's not you know He's only, I think, been a manager for two seasons. So uh, I just think, you know, after Michael Beale, everybody knew how, how uh, well, he was highly thought of as a, co uh, as a coach at Rangers, but he was still fairly inexperienced as a manager. You know, you almost feel as if, you know, because he's been relieved of his duties, he's left, do they now then try and go towards an experienced manager? I think that's what they'll do. I think everyone you see, except for the maybe the, you could argue Frank Lampard, I've got quite a lot of experience in terms of coaching a, a managerial experience so it'll be interesting to see I, I think from Rangers fans point of view I think they want to see an attractive attacking brand of football but ultimately success so like I said there's no, man, no manager that you're going to say is going to guarantee success but it certainly gives you the best opportunity I appreciate you're, you're, you are looking from the outside like most of us um, but just having had the experience of Michael Beale you spoke many times on the show about how good a coach he was you, you've seen it firsthand. looking from relative outside did you think there was something that just wasn't translating from coach into manager I don't know did you see a change in him did, did you did you think, think that was part of the problem again I, I think because you, you said as well looking from the outside to in it's hard because you, you see how they operate from day in mm -hmm. day out for me I've spoken about it a couple of times I just I resulted down I don't think Rangers have recruited well enough I think they obviously put all their eggs in one basket and going into this season with narrow three and playing four three three, and they send a lot of number 10s and people can play the number 9 role and off the side but after 4 or 5 games we then see them revert to two wingers and you only really have Matondo who by all means seems as if last season was out the picture Scott Wright who was almost on a plane to Turkey to go and sign for another team and uh, who else am I missing somebody else that can play in the wider area so Seema potentially so I think you know, you're then left from a window where you've recruited a lot of players to say a certain uh, play a certain style, and after two months, almost sort of realizing it's not maybe working, we have to go again. And I don't think they recruited to to sort of change that way. So I think, listen, like I said, Michael Beale is obviously a, uh, don't, doesn't have a lot of experience as a manager. I think he'll go away, he'll reflect, he'll learn from it. I think he'll come back in somewhere else, and I've no doubt he'll mm. he'll be a success. But I think now it's the time for for Rangers to move forward. Definitely not. On the Kevin Muscat suggestion, John? No. Especially his recent his recent results in, in Japan made me doubt that he's the man for the job as well. He's, he's not got a very long material list. It seems as if they're gone down the, the list uh, and Postacopolis. And I don't want that for Rangers. I want Rangers to have their own mind and think of it. What are we actually needing here rather than just going, well, what for Celtic, so what for us? 
Fair enough. Thank you very much, John. I seen the the name Marcelo Gallardo linked. Ex River Plate manager, twenty two trophies as a player manager at, at River Plate. Eight years there as a manager, he's been out as a job. Mm. Two thousand twenty two. I thought that was a very interesting one. It would be interesting to see if there's other rumours there. A friend of mine who's a Rangers fan said to me today a line that was worth repeating that if you're after a guy who's already got his own statue. <laughs> Might be out, out with your, your reach yeah. um, But you never know Let's build one Build one here um, We will see What about Cameron and Falkirk What are you thinking Cameron Give me some names uh, Well obviously With the vacant position You're going to get Touted with everybody From Mickey Mouse To Lee Evans But I think Why not just Derek McInnes I think Proven in the league Knows Scottish football Inside out for me did an amazing job at Aberdeen and we've all seen what he's done at Kilmarnock so he's took them from the Championship back to the Premier League he had a difficult difficult season last year to try and keep them in the league and then so far this year he beat us was it the first or second game of the mm. season and yep. he'll pick out the cup as well um, I'm not saying this is a valid criticism or a valid reason but it's definitely the, re- the reason it would come up for some people is it What's the word? Is it glamorous enough? Is it adventurous enough, Cameron? You, you don't buy into that stuff. You think it, it, it's the right, no, it's I mean, the safe well, option. I don't. How glamorous is it going to be? So, Andy just mentioned is it Gallardo from River Plate? I just we don't know anything about him with respect. <clears throat> Pascal Jensen don't know much about Nutson. Every time the Rangers and Celtic job comes up, Nutson's in the frame for it. Um, I just I don't I think Derek McInnes would be the best candidate for me that's the thing for me though Cameron I, I, I think it's a real Scottish outlook to things that you know, they don't know much about the Scottish game uh, for me that's Ange Postacoglu yeah Ange Postacoglu is a perfect example it's Celtic. So listen Rangers last two Michael Beale was a previous coach he knew about Rangers he knew about the league Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was a player knew about the league knew about the club there's no guarantee of success there that's why you know, the likes of James Bisgrove and people they need to take their time to get the right appointment. You know, they'll, they'll obviously interview, I'd imagine, a number of candidates, see if they're the right fit, see what their vision is for the football club, what they can work with, how they want to play, and then make their decision from there. So like, I'm not saying Denny McInnes is a terrible shout. I'm sure there's a number of fans out there that are uh, appointed Denny McInnes. To your point, it's, uh, <coughs> I think it's a valid one. Is that one that will get the fans on board? No, it's, we'll, we'll only wait and see if that's the case. That's the thing, Simon. This is not me saying I don't think Derek mm. McInnes is quite glamorous uh, in, in some respects. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a, Whether it's a snobbery or whatever it is, Celtic and Rangers yeah. fans are sceptical about things, whether it be players or managers that come from lower down the division that they're in. It's a wee bit. And, and listen, I'm not going to say that I can see into the future, but Stephen Kilmarnock actually beat Rangers on the first day of the season mm. it did cross my mind that it might not be that long yeah. before somebody like Derek McInnes could be considered for the Rangers job and yeah I get the stuff where it's maybe not the most extravagant name out there it's not your, your Frank Lampards and these big guys that played down south but he's an experienced campaigner in this league and you only have to look to the likes of Alec, Alex McLeish when he came into the Rangers job where was, was he was it Motherwell or Hibs at Hibs. the time? So it's that that route has been tried before. Uh, there's no right or wrong, but you know I did think at the time, and Cameron's brought his name up. Uh, it is one that I think they would consider as well. He'd be on that list. Mm, Going to be an interesting one, that's for sure. Thank you to Cameron. Uh, what about your teaser tonight? Can you name nine ex-Celtic players who've also played 
for any of their Champions League group stage opponents. So Atletico Madrid had Moussa Dembele on loan. Feyenoord have had a few, Reggie Blinker, Pierre van Hooydonk and Henrik Larsson. I think I'm going to be leaning heavily on Simon for this one, but I, I know one's Paolo Di Canio. Yeah, Lazio, uh-huh. Any more, Simon? No. <laughs> you've got, oh, we've got five. You've got <clears> all the <throat> easy ones. Four more difficult ones and building up to kick off at Celtic Park coming next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are on the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard which means kick-off at Celtic Park is getting ever closer it is going to be a big night under the lights in the east end of Glasgow can Celtic come out on top we will know in the not too distant future and I will go back there very soon as well let me revisit this teaser tonight that we've got and it's a cracker um, we're looking for nine ex-Celtic players who've played for any of their Champions League group stage opponents so Paolo Di Canio has played for Lazio um, by the way the other game in Celtic's group finished Atletico Madrid 3 Feyenoord 2 so that's probably what Celtic fans wanted yeah I think so I think Andy touched on it earlier on I think when Feyenoord had Went 2-1 ahead I think You know Celtic fans out there They would want Atletico To go and beat uh, The likes of Feyenoord mm-hmm. I think Atletico Madrid Are the strongest team In the in the group That goes without saying So it's a good result For Celtic yeah. So Celtic just need to Beat Feyenoord at home Beat Lazio tonight Get a point away At That's Lazio uh, And aye, we'll deal with that When we come to it um, Right so sorry Paulo De Canio's played for Lazio Moussa Dembele's played For Atletico Madrid Larson Van Hooydonk And Blinker Have all played for Feyenoord well, I've just been thinking of Dutch players and I think Evander Snow. Right, he's the bonus number 10 because apparently <sighs> he signed but never played for Feyenoord, says Derek. Ajax, yeah. so but was... you're, you're not done on <clears throat> Feyenoord. We're not done on Feyenoord. And they are both Dutch. <sighs> How far do we go back? The other ones are more difficult. Oh, um, um, the uh, centre-half. Van Dijk? No, uh, scored an own goal in an old firm game. I think you're right. Um, oh, Leuvens Glenn Leuvens Well done Andy Halliday And another you one You would remember that wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you remember um, who scored every Rangers goal ever Including the, the own goals There's okay, another so, Dutch So you've now one of each You've got one Lazio which is brutal Right, really tough Is it? Um, one more Atletico Madrid um, Which is also quite tough And one more Feyenoord The thing that makes the Feyenoord one a bit easier Is just that he's Dutch probably So the, the Lazio's not Italian That's oh, a killer no. as well Dutch Again How far are we going back? Um, so the Feyenoord one The easiest one We're going Sort of early Early Martin O'Neill Would be your kind of Main memory of this guy yeah. Oh um, Bobby Petter yes. uh, Bobby Petter yeah Bobby Petter Right Should that's you DJ That's you done with Feyenoord So one Atletico Madrid One Lazio And we'll get them before uh, The end of the show um, Any Any other any other names that we should look at for, for this Rangers vacancy? Any you think that's not been spoken about? The your gut was your gut telling you, Andy, is it going to the last caller said Derek McInnes. Is it likely that it comes from within Scotland or not? Because there's only really I've only heard Derek McInnes. One guy phoned up for Stephen Robinson. I think really it's I think more. it's less likely. Yeah. Um Listen, I think they've got the added bonus that uh, after St Mern at the weekends obviously the international break so it gives them sort of two weeks to just you know, prioritise what they're going to do interview you know, potential candidates but one thing I, 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 for me I, it doesn't need to be rushed I think you have to make sure it's right you 
know, you interview all possible candidates and uh, and review their from and put a lot of trust in. And obviously, then the man that they gave the uh, the interim job to over the next few weeks. The disco lights are on at Celtic Park, Gabriel. Yes, they are, Gordon. Finally being put to use in the Champions League. And you've got to say, it really does build the atmosphere. I can give you a quick run-through of the teams again. Probably not with as much verve as the speaker has just done on the pitch. But here goes. Brendan Rodgers makes two changes to the team that beat Motherwell the other day. Joe Hart returns after serving a dysmetic suspension, whilst Nat Phillips comes in for the suspended Gustav Lagerbielka. He saw there two weeks ago. Elsewhere, Hyung Jung Yang keeps his place on the right wing. Cameron Carter-Vickers is only fit enough for the bench. The team is as follows. Joe Hart in goal, a defensive Alfie Johnson, Nat Phillips, Liam Scales and Greg Taylor. Callum McGregor, Rayo Hatate and Matt O'Reilly comprise the midfield. Jung Jung Yang, Tyson Maida and Kyogo Furuhashi are up top. The substitutes, Bain, Morrison, Palmer, Turnbull, Carter Vickers, O, Bernardo, Tomoki, Forrest, Ralston and Johnson. What about the visitors? The Italian side, Lazio, they line up like this. Providel, Heise, Patrick, Romagnoli, Lazzari, Vecino, Camada, Luis Alberto, Felipe Anderson, Ciro Immobile and Zaccagni. As I said, the teams are about to be led out. Gordon, it'll be uh, Captain Callum McGregor leading the side out as ever, though he has never won a home match in this competition. A decade since that victory, and these players are looking to end that barren run. They know they'll have to be at their very attacking best and feed off this electric atmosphere here in the East End if they are to do so. Celtic Park is made Four nights like this. You can hear Grace being sung around me now. A few hours ago, uh, we heard the practice of it. But this is the real deal. Celtic unfurling a banner on the other side away from me as well. And as you said there, the door has been opened by Atletico's victory over Feyenoord. A win here tonight gives the Hoops a chance of progression. But that's what it is. A must win. The words have been spoken. The players have been chosen. And now it is up to the 11 men out there to deliver. Kickoff is 10 minutes away. Yeah, I mean, Simon, I think we saw a real effort from Celtic in the Champions League last season to start games quickly, and they actually did <coughs> performance-wise. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's a cliche, but just maybe, you know, actually finding that breakthrough early and, and what that could do to the occasion. Yeah, definitely. I, th I think, listen, I know ultimately they, they didn't accumulate many points last year, but they did approach games in a way that I like to see teams approach games. They went at teams from the start they just need that little bit in the, the final third you know Kyogo's another year experience at this level are the goals going to start happening for him at this level like they do at domestic level Celtic fans will hope so it's a big night for Celtic they look at the, the result that's uh, the tea time game it's a great opportunity to go and put three points on the board tonight and really establish themselves in this group big night yeah, I thought spoke about it on the show. I think the performances have been there over the years. I think the foundations are there. I think it's a strong Celtic team that's going out tonight. The ideal situation that you're playing against a team that's not in their best form. So I think it's all set for, for Celtic to have a big night. But we spoke about it. They have to be ruthless in doing so. So uh, a big start's important. Mm. Uh, but I fully expect Celtic to get three points tonight. Is the challenge always going to be for our teams to an extent? And I'm not saying it's not completely unique to our league, but dealing with the different tactical challenge. Because only a couple of days ago, Celtic play Motherwell or not at their best. We came very close to dropping points within the game to, to find that, that sort of next step. Is that a challenge? Yeah. 
Well, I think that's where the experience of playing in the competition will count, especially last year. And, you know, I think Celtic players will realise there's going to be periods of the game they've not got the ball. They can't get frustrated, they can't lose their shape. You know, you're, you're going to give up possession to a good team, but you, you need to realise as well that when the opportunities come, you have to take them. So I think going into the game tonight, uh, I've actually just seen the wily old 36-year-old Pedro on the bench. I didn't even realise he was still there. So they've they've clearly got their threats, Lazio, but so does Celtic. And if they utilise it well, like I said, I, I, I do think Celtic will win tonight. I mean, these are the types of games where we're having fun in the tees on some of the famous names, and <clears throat> Dembele is, is a good one. You're, you're sort of goal getter, Simon. Are these yeah. the nights that they just really have to just step up and, and contribute? Well, listen, the wee guy has been fantastic exactly. since he came to Celtic, you know, and his numbers have been compared in recent times with Henrik. Not that I'm saying he's on that level, but he's, he's more than capable of scoring at this level. He scored a couple of goals in the Europa League. It was Fenerbahce took a fantastic goal. It was at the game at Celtic Park. Is this the night that's going to fall for him? You know, and, and he's going to take the chance ultimately enough to get the three points for Celtic. Time will tell. It's a great opportunity for them. They've, as I say, they've, they've had the two years of Europe experience under Ange where I have seen a progression, but now they need to go and try and win games. They have to, you know, finish this 10 year home record. Go and win a game tonight and put themselves in a really good position. Quickly then, give me a couple more in this teaser so we can give the proper build-up to kick off in a minute or two. Nah, toiling. Yeah. toiling. Bobby yeah. Atletico Madrid, former Celtic player. It's a famous footballing name, this. He's from a very famous footballing nation in South America. The most famous footballing nation in South Brazil. America. And it is Brazilian Celtic, Janinho. Yes. Yes, very I couldn't even tell you played for a Fletco though. The Lazio one played in a World Cup final. This is the guy that um, Mark Wilson can't stand. This guy always slaughters him on this show. Is it Braffite? Edson Braffite. Well done. Well I've done, got to well give done. a shout out to Paul Slane for that. He talks about him every I month. I was going to say he text you and I thought we cannot <laughs> no. be having that. That is against the rules. Uh, but anyway, hopefully you're enjoying the European coverage. Thanks to the good folks at Trusted Scotland for helping us out with European coverage. More details uh, online at Clyde One. Dot com there as well it sounds like the atmosphere's bubbling away nicely Gabriel team's not quite out yet no not yet Gordon but you can hear the atmosphere absolutely electric here in Celtic Park five minutes away from kickoff and you can hear the crowd giving their rendition of you'll never walk alone uh, a few substitutes walking out now captain Callum McGregor waiting in the tunnel with his teammates aiming to end that 10-year barren run and kick-start this Champions League campaign here for Celtic. These are the nights that Celtic Park is made for. It's up to the players now. Kick-off is next. Can't wait. Going to be a good night. Whatever happens, go on in. Leave us with a scoreline prediction. You two, Andy Halliday first. I think both teams will score, but I've said that I, I think Celtic will have enough to do it, so I'm going to go 2-1. Simon Donnelly. 1-0, key you go. 1-0. Just like one of your victories on Beat the Pundit. Yep, Tight, but get the job done. Thank you, Andy Halliday and Simon Donnelly. We are back tomorrow night. When I say we, I am actually not here. You and Cameron is looking after things tomorrow. Uh, will be joined in here by Gordon DL and for some reason I can't remember who else it is it's Cammy Bell and Gordon DL there we are so they'll speak to you tomorrow it'll be great to what a show it's going to be look back on the Celtic game build up to the Rangers game and the latest on that managerial search so not to be missed and whatever you're doing enjoy the game tonight and we'll hear from you over the next couple of days Callum Gallagher is up next